So uh, I'm doing Psalm 51. So um, I'll, I'll start off with, uh, what, did, what did Adam say the day before Christmas? It's Christmas Eve. <laughs> anyway, somebody, somebody requested that I throw a funny in there before we start. Okay, let, let's uh, pray and then we can start. Heavenly Father, merciful God, thank you for this morning, our daily breath. Thank you for creating a new day that we might rejoice in it. Thank you for waking us up this morning and allowing us to partake in the day that you have created for us. Let us give this day to you as an act of living sacrifice. It may be pleasing, may be a pleasing aroma to you. Now we ask that you give us the strength to be faithful and the humility to be grateful. Allow our study this morning to open the eyes of our hearts and minds to draw closer to you and see that you desire a broken heart, broken and contrite heart. Okay, amen. <clears throat> Psalm 51, uh, verse, it's 19 verses. Uh, it says, to the choir master, a psalm of David, when Nathan the prophet went to him after he had gone into Bathsheba. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done evil in your sight so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out my iniquities. Create me, in a, create me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from blood guilt, guiltiness, O God. O God of my salvation and my tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my heart, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. For you will not, for you will not delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart. O God, you will, <clears throat> you will not despise. Do good to Zion in your good pleasure. Build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then will you delight in the right sacrifices in burnt offerings and the whole burnt offerings. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. <clears throat> this is a Psalm of David. This is a Psalm of David when Nathan went to him after his affair with Bathsheba. This is a Psalm loved by Christians everywhere and throughout time. And I don't have time to recapture the whole story, but you can read uh, the whole story in 2 Samuel chapters 11 and 12. It's a psalm of penitence. A commentator pointed out that the psalm is directed to the chief musician, and therefore it was not only written for private meditation, 
only, but for public service. That's why I read the beginning of that, uh, all of it. The Psalm is uh, so personal from David, but it's so relatable to me and us. I can relate to his great desire that God have mercy on me. Although I've not gone through a public scandal or having an affair of trying to cover it up with what amounted to murder, the more I get to know God, the more I realize how great my flaws are and the need for God's great mercy. This psalm can easily be split into two parts. The first 12 verses is about David's confession and plea for pardon. And the last seven verses is his anticipation and gratitude and what he resolves to do to display what God will do for him. I'll only cover the first 12 verses. This was, this was a lot. <laughs> David starts with, have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy. Blot out my transgression and wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Immediately we see David come empty-handed as he has nothing to offer God, but he comes penitent and with a broken spirit. <clears throat> and he asks this of God according to God's nature, his loving kindness and mercy. I find great comfort in knowing that I can count on the nature of God, his loving and merciful nature when I come to him broken. This reminds me of the way Moses pleaded to God's nature when God wanted to wipe out his people. Um, David boldly proclaims his sin, his iniquity. He asks that he would be cleansed from his sin and acknowledges his sin and acknowledges his need to be cleansed. David's sin is ever before him, staring at him in the face. It's nice to know that while David ignored all that was right and took Bathsheba and had Uriah killed, he was sensitive enough that, uh, that his sin bothered him and ultimately repented when confronted by Nathan the prophet. This was a serious sin and needed serious forgiveness. He could have said that it was the prerogative of the king to choose a woman that he wanted and no one could have done anything about it. Other kings can and would think that it's their right uh, to act and do as they wish, even punish or kill the prophet who dared to say that the king was wrong. David confesses that his sin, although it was against Bathsheba and Uriah, that ultimately every sin is a sin against God. David also recognizes the nature of sin is his sin nature. David uses the words transgression, iniquity, and sin. And all of these words are used to describe his offense against God, each with a slightly different connotation. Transgression meaning to, meaning he has crossed the boundary. Iniquity meaning twistedness or perversion. Sin has the idea of falling short or missing the mark. All of, all of his sin is amplified as he repeats it. He knows the seriousness of his sin. David confirms God's justice and holy character and that God's commands are good, even when David has broken his commandments. Verses seven through nine, he says, purge me with hyssop and I will be clean. Hyssop was used to apply the blood of the Passover lamb and also used to sprinkle uh, purifying water. I love this image. And again, all of this imagery points to the perfect sacrifice in the sacrificial system which also points to the perfect sacrifice in Jesus. David knew that he could not cleanse himself, but needed God to do it. 
He also asks to purge his sins away, the totality of taking away his sin, not just an outwardly cleansing, but an inwardly one that rids of the sin inside. <clears throat> Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. We sense that David spoke with faith. It's difficult to believe in such complete cleansing that a sacrificial system can give. It takes faith to believe God despite our doubt and difficulty. Spurgeon said, God could make him as if he had never sinned at all. Such is the power of the cleansing work of God upon the hearts. He can restore innocence to us and make us as if we had never been stained with transgression, uh, with the great transgression of all. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. When I read the psalm, this is where I pause and rest. Somehow, David knew that he needed a new heart, and this comes only from God. This is more than a cleansing of his sins and his iniquity. This is more than making him whiter than snow. I believe that David anticipated that God would give him a new heart, an illusion that I see um, to a heart no longer made of stone, but one made of flesh. Um, as also promised that we are a new creation in Christ. I found interesting that the word for create is Bahra in Hebrew, which is used in Genesis 1, which means that God created out of nothing, ex nihilo. This can only happen from God. It's only God's prerogative. And so God, so David is asking uh, of God. David asked God to renew a right spirit within him. Other translations have a steadfast spirit within him. David asked for a new heart and a steadfast spirit. We see that all of his pleadings for mercy is not to save his own skin, but I think it culminates in this verse. Cast me not away from your presence and do not take away your Holy Spirit from me. For him, the whole point of cleansing and restoration was to renew his relationship with God. David didn't want a God who cleansed him yet remain distant. I didn't, I didn't know why the Psalm always... <clears throat> drew me in. But I think after, I think it was a little bit clearer after my study and time of reflection. I see it says that David was a man after God's heart. David was bold and lived boldly at whatever he did. If he sinned, he sinned boldly. And I'm not saying that we should sin boldly. However, we should confess boldly and ask for forgiveness and be broken before God and have a contrite heart that seeks God. I tend to sin boldly and quietly ask for forgiveness. I tend to whisper my transgressions. I tend to confess in the quiet and dark places and not write about it for all to see. Regardless of how we do it, it's important that we do it with sincerity and a contrite heart. When you get a chance to read this again, read David's words, it can easily be the New Testament. He speaks to prophetic images of a new and clean heart, a new heart, 
an inner cleanliness that can only come from God's perfect lamb. He is genuinely contrite. He emphasizes his guilt, his transgression, his iniquity, and asks forgiveness according to God's nature, his steadfast love, and his abundant mercy. So I appreciate this psalm because I appreciate the need for God's great mercy. That's it. Let's pray. Lord, have mercy on us all. Create us, create in us a clean heart so that we can abide in you and you in us. We know you have promised never to leave us or forsake us, and we are eternally grateful. Allow us to be sensitive to your Holy Spirit so that we not sin against you. Allow us to come to you when we fall short and find comfort in knowing that you are a God rich in mercy and abundant in love. Thank you, Lord. We pray in the name of Jesus and by the Spirit. Amen.